Welcome on in, everybody. It is April 7th, opening day of the 2022 season. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey, and you are watching Daily Cards Live here on ClavesOnline.com, presented all season long by Royal Banks of St. Louis and Munganass St. Louis Acura. Bob, happy opening day. Good morning, Joe. You know, um, and I mean this sincerely, I know everything I say comes across with a a, a tinge of wise acidness curmudgeon uh, yeah I, maybe yeah i know i know that's kind <laughs> of my default sound but i've been looking forward all winter long for the day you and i could talk and visit about cardinals baseball every day i really have been looking forward to it and so yes happy happy opening day to you as well my friend if you are uh, if you're unfamiliar with the show from last year, if you're new to the uh, to following one of us, uh, Monday through Friday, every day, and the time will vary. It uh, it will vary based on uh, the the busy lives that that Bob Ramsey leads. I uh, I just pop in whenever I'm I'm available. I, I go off of his uh, I go off of his schedule Joe's between just... all of his uh, between all of his work at KFNS and uh, Ballparks National. So it's uh it, it Bob Ramsey runs the uh, runs the ship here, but Rammer we you know what we we've popped on a couple times um yeah. recently in the spring, and because you know we we had to wait first for the lockout to end, and then we kind of waited for some news to come from the off season. Today is a day that yeah we're a week behind schedule, but. There, there were some times, e even up to you know a month or two ago, that we weren't sure that today was going to happen today. I had been thinking, you know, we both do we do sports talk shows here on Klabes Online, on Terrestrial Radio, and other all the other things we're involved in. It seems like the conversation for a couple of months was, when do you predict they'll be back? And we heard as late as the. Uh, Mike Claiborne trademarked Flag Day um, to, oh, they'll be back on time. Uh, I thought April 15th, just based on gut feel, history, the way it looked things uh, like things were progressing or on a given day not, that I thought April 15th. So I was only mildly pessimistic. Yeah, so here we are. Uh, six games have been moved, altered on the uh, on the schedule. We will get to those at different parts of the season. But today is opening day, home opener for the uh, for the Cardinals right. on opening day, which is something that hasn't happened a whole lot. I believe it's only the second time in the last ten years that the actual first game of the season is here at uh, at Bush Stadium. Hmm. Yeah, so they uh, they usually have started off on the road and then they they work their way back to uh, to St. Louis and the story all season long that is going to be the trio the the last dance the Cardinals version of the last dance and we will see yeah. all three of those guys in the lineup today with Adam Wainwright on the mound Yadier Molina behind the plate as they go for the record of uh, most most starts by a battery that they hopefully will break at some point this year given the health of both players and uh, by uh, by all means we have been told we haven't seen the lineup yet for today but we have been told that Albert Pujols will be in the starting lineup DHing this year. I Rammer, it's a 162 game season. It's a right-hander. It's JT Brubaker starting for the uh starting for the Pirates today. You have to start Albert Pujols in on opening day today. It just had to be done. My uh 
my only negative, I'll be the first negative guy. I mean, that's what we do in, on all media now today, right? Be negative. So my first negative thought is, for, and let me offer this disclaimer. I'm glad Pujols is on the team, and I would have started him today too. However, for a ball club that is so self-shackled to metrics in everything they do, from the draft to lineups and everything in between, this goes against the metrics. So I'm declaring on Daily Cards Live that because of today's starting lineup, we cannot accept as an excuse for things gone wrong the rest of the season. Well, that's what the numbers told us. No, that is not eligible as an excuse on this show the rest of the year. You have to agree. You have to be consistent. If for years you'd been telling me, we really think uh, the metrics are a very valuable tool, but baseball instincts, knowing people, men, not machines, all those things really matter. So metrics are just a tool. Then I've got no beef, but that's not what we've been told. Metrics rule us. I do think I would say that uh, for game one out of 162, the Cardinals are going to go with uh, with with the history of the game. They're going to go with the uh, they're going to go with that over any kind of metrics. I think you I'm can for that. No, I'm, yeah. I'm for the call. What I'm saying is down the road, you can't use as an accepted excuse. Well, the number said baloney. You proved that when the games count. You don't just go with the metrics. And so that's not an excuse anymore. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see how it goes the rest of the series because uh, the uh, we're, it's a four game series. They're, they're playing yeah. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday, a wraparound series to start the season. And the Pirates are throwing right handers all four games. The one lefty yeah. in the Pirates rotation is not going to get a start this series. So we will uh, we'll see how Albert is used for the final three games of the uh, of this series and here's me being mr positive um and i know everybody knows this but with the cardinals acquiring Corey dickerson a left-handed hitter primarily to dh against right-handed pitching um that you'd say well he's going to go the rest of the way i bet he doesn't but given that and if Pujols has success and he's lost weight he appears to be in the best shape he's been in in several years anyway, that what if, I'm not saying Pujols is going to hit 330 with 40, but what if he is more like he was seven, eight years ago, where he could hit upper twos, approaching 300, cut down on strikeouts, have a higher on base, to go along with his power that, that's really been there for the most part anyway. What if he lays off the, lays off the outside breaking ball more and it's and could he earn a better than 50 or or closer to a 50 50 share of at bats and maybe even get a lion's share that would be an unbelievable a fantastic story yesterday uh wednesday afternoon the cardinals held a workout down at bush stadium where the media was down at uh, was present asking yeah. questions and uh rammer a new face to uh to cardinals media popped in uh to ask albert a question take a look i got one i got one question do you miss me the last three years <laughs> always miss you buddy you know that <laughs> hey, was, how, do you, how do you think he looked how do you think he looked yeah, he looked like uh, he said he looked like 25 but he looked like 
John 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of things. First of all, typical of the St. Louis softball media. Pandering <laughs> to the stars. Boy, oh boy. That's what's wrong with the St. Louis media. No, seriously. Uh, it is great to see those two and Adam Wainwright all back together. And you know what I like the most about that? You rarely see a chuckle and that kind of a broad smile from Pujols. He is a serious person. And uh, to see him have a lighthearted moment is, is really nice. Yeah, and you, uh, you you see the relationship between him and Yachty. Hopefully, yeah. that is the uh, that's the one thing that was missing all those down years in Los Angeles with the Angels for Albert is is missing. You know the 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 closeness, the brotherhood that he had here in St. Louis. We talked about it being the last dance and Yachty being behind the plate. Uh, we'll we'll talk it throughout the season uh, to see just how he's going to be used, how often he's going to get days off during the year. But we know it's uh, 20 starts that Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina need together to break the record for all time. Uh, battery mates, Adam Wainwright gets to start on the mound today. Another opening day for Adam Wainwright, who has not said he has been adamant that it, this is not officially his last year. Right. Yachty and Pools have both said it's, this is my last year. Yachty's already taken a job next year. He, he already has a managerial job in, uh, in baseball down in the Caribbean next season. So he, he's definitely out of here after, uh, after that. But Adam Wainwright has said that, no, not, not too fast. I might not be gone. We have seen just, uh, it's really just been magical what we've seen out of Adam Wainwright and the way that he has been able, I don't want to say reinvent himself, the way he has been able to persevere over the last few years and turn himself into such a dominant pitcher. You know, uh, Joe, I think um, I think there has been a little bit of a reinvention um, from uh, from Adam Wainwright. Not that, um, you know, he's added a splitter or something like that. But I think he's made the changes and evolved. Maybe evolution might be the rest, best word. And that's something that it's really hard for big leaguers to do. And I'm thinking mostly of pitchers, but um, who don't have the stuff that they had when they were 30 as they get into their late 30s. Um, and to be, to let go of their ego and to say, what's it going to take for me? to continue to be a major league pitcher. And Adam Wainwright has done that. You want to go back, uh, you know, 15, 18 years ago, whatever it was, when uh, when when uh, uh, Bennis got cut from the Cardinals in a pennant run year, they they brought him back. He learned, he, he just reinvented himself in about six weeks time and came back and finished the second half of the year. Um, Andy Bennis I'm talking about in a in an unbelievable fashion I happened to be in the clubhouse when Walt Jockey said we're cutting you and then they brought him back and he was a new man he a new pitch he changed his approach it's really hard for pitchers to do that so to see Adam do that um sort of on his own and kind of gradually say all right I got to keep making these adjustments to be able to be successful at a level that satisfies me as a competitor. 
Yeah, he is. Um, he, he has definitely shown over the last few years what kind of competitor he is, and yeah. he's going to be tasked with being the leader of this rotation with um, with um, Jack Flaherty yeah. out for yeah. uh, several uh, several weeks. And something we're going to be able to talk about next week, early next week, Monday, Tuesday of next week, is who the Cardinals have named as their fifth starter. A little bit of a surprise yesterday from the uh, from the media workout down at Bush Stadium is Jordan Hicks is named the fifth starter. I think a lot of people thought it was between Jake Woodford and Drew Verhagen. And no, Jordan Hicks is going to get that. Only two to three innings to start uh, to start the season and then kind of build from there. But we know this was an idea that was toyed with a little bit last year that they were going to move him into the rotation and then they just kind of popped him in there. So just, the, uh, uh, yeah. Well, they decided – a number of days ago that that was going to happen. Didn't announce it, not that they owe the media anything, but Hicks was told not to tell anybody. The the cloak and dagger stuff already coming out of the Cardinals, um, it's kind of, it's a little bit annoying because there's no need in it. Who cares, really? You know what I mean? Who cares? Uh, So I think that and keeping an eye on Information control coming from the Cardinals is something that I think in the media we should keep an eye on. I, I, I just that that leaves me with a bad taste that, yeah, we're going to use Jordan Hicks as an opener for a while, see if we can build his innings up and see how it goes. People would go, oh, that's a good story. Let's talk about it. Instead, let's keep it under wraps until the last minute. I, unless there's something I'm missing, I don't know why that would have been a state secret. Uh, and so just that notion that this is the way we do things is um, mildly, I admit it's mild, mildly troubling. Another thing to keep an eye on is going to be that starting lineup for the Cardinals. Uh, we kind of have an idea of what we saw from this past Tuesday. Yeah. I am a huge fan of how the Cardinals are going to be starting off with Dylan Carlson yeah. at the top. You know that last year I was uh, I was really big on having Dylan Carlson be a leadoff hitter on this team. They gave him a little bit of a shot at it before they moved him down the lineup, but the addition of Albert Pujols and Corey Dickerson, having that DH fill that fifth spot in the lineup allows you to move uh, some other guys around. So it does look like Dylan Carlson will be leading off for the Cardinals with Paul Goldschmidt batting second. Tyler O'Neill is going to be hitting third, where he ended the year last year with Nolan Arenado at cleanup. Uh, I, I am interested to see how they work because we know that Albert Pools will be hitting fifth today, DHing. Yeah. But with the way Paul DeYoung hit during the regular season, will that get flipped between him and Corey Dickerson when Corey Dickerson's added to the lineup with Yadier Molina seventh, Harrison Bader eighth, and then Tommy Edmond batting ninth, who had a, uh, a very bad spring training, two for 24 for, yeah. uh, for Tommy Edmond, one double, one single on the year with no RBIs and maybe even worse for a potential leadoff hitter rammer, no walks. Yeah. The um, uh, you've touched on a couple of things there. I believe in, in my view, five through eight could, that's one of those things where metrics and matchups, who's hot, who's not. I think five through eight could change a lot. Um, uh, You know, I, I, you I don't think Tommy Edmond, even at his hottest, would hit fifth. That's why I said five through eight. Um, the uh, and so I think that you know those things could shuffle. 
Young had a, a, a terrific spring. I think he had 433 with power. If he can stay on a track where he's more like um, what might be considered an average year, can DeYoung hit 250 with, you know, 20 plus homers, a good RBI total in the five spot would probably be somewhere between 75 and, and, and 90 RBIs, not too many strikeouts. Could you get that kind of a season from him? Then you're really good with him hitting fifth or sixth. Uh, same thing with your DHs. They could flop around. Now, what's interesting is uh, a lot of us really became enamored with Edmundo Sosa and what he brought to the team. You and I both said at the end of last year that he was a key, an absolute key element to supercharging the Cardinals lineup as they went on that 17-game winning streak. I don't think it can be debated. Was it a team effort? Yes, of course. But that catalyst, to me, was Sosa's play offensively and defensively. Now, Cardinals elected to say DeYoung's, it's DeYoung's job to lose. They're paying him a lot of money. They saw what he's capable of three or four years ago. They want to take one more shot at that. If he does hit like he did last year, I don't know how long you go, more than two weeks, a month, six weeks. The Cardinals tend to have a lot of patience with uh, one of their declarations gone wrong. So we'll see how that goes. That goes to Edmund. How long do you go with Tommy? We saw last year, it was pretty clear, when he's hot, when he's on, he could hit leadoff for you. He could hit second. He could hit sixth or seventh. When he's, when he's off, he's got to be at the bottom of the order. Can Tommy be more consistent? And a Tommy Edmund that's consistent, what does that look like? I don't know. But um, I think it's incumbent upon Tommy. Here's the, here's the one number to look at for him, Joe, to say there's something there and don't give up on him too quick. And that is the 40 doubles. That's a hard number to hit in the big leagues. He had yeah. 40 doubles out of the leadoff spot. This guy is, I believe he has it in him to be a terrific major league player. So how long will they go with Tommy Edmond? And then lurk, looming in the wings, Edmundo Sosa. He's just kind of going, I'll be ready. And that's what he's got to do. I'll be ready. Rammer, the, uh, the fun and games for the uh, actual game on the field start today at 3 o'clock. But if you are planning uh, to get down there earlier today, just, a, uh, just to let you know, the gates will open at noon today. At noon gates will open. The Cardinals will be taking batting practice, uh, supposed to be taking batting practice from about noon to 1. So if you get there at noon, you can see that. And then the pregame uh, ceremonies begin at 2:30 with the Budweiser Clydesdales back on the uh back on the field uh that goes until about 2:38 when the Cardinal Hall of Famers will be announced and then at 2:53 the St. Louis Cardinal team for 2022 will be uh will be introduced to the fans at Bush Stadium 3:15 is your scheduled first pitch for today. Rammer Pakoda, the uh, baseball prospectus Pakoda simulation has the Cardinals at 79 and 83 on the season, a team that won 90 games last year and lost nobody that was quality yeah. on that team from last year. None of the uh, top guys um, 
78 wins or 79 wins is what Pakota says. What says you? I say, I can see how they arrived at that because of the question marks, mainly due to injury uh, out of the pitching staff. Um, most years, the Cardinals have been not even just with this regime going back to when I was a kid, when things are kind of bleak, most years, there are exceptions, but the Cardinals have been able to cobble together a competitive, maybe not great, but a competitive pitching staff. I think the defense really aids whoever they throw out there. And I think the offense will be good enough to beat that number by how much, I guess if we got to make our predictions today. Um, if everything comes up roses for pitching and for anybody in baseball, it almost never does. But if it did, this is a team that could go well into the nineties, but I think I have to factor in um, the bad, the, the bad injury luck. And I'm going to say instead of the 90 or more than they had last year, I'm going to go at about 88. I think, I think that's a fair number. Um, and if they're healthier then most people expect they can go into the nineties and even win the division. If they have bad luck with injuries, then I'll, they'll sink closer and closer to the 500 mark. I'm always, I feel like I'm always a uh, pretty optimistic when it comes to opening day in the Cardinal season. So I think 90 is where I'm going to sit on Good. that again, which, yeah. uh, which I think it, with the new, with the added playoff spot, puts them in the playoffs. Yeah. Once again, uh, the Brewers, though, we'll, we'll see. We'll see just how good the Brewers are. I know they are considered to be a top five team. I don't see it, but I know it's that's funny what... you said that. It's funny you said that. I don't see it either. I, I didn't see it good. last year, too. And I think they're good. Uh, I respect them, but something seems to be missing. Now, they proved me wrong last year. We'll see this year. Yeah, one more week of the season last year. Cardinals probably would have caught him last, last yeah. season. Uh, so we will uh, see. Hey, this has been an extended edition of Daily Cards Live to open the 2022 season. Brought to you each and every day by Munganass St. Louis Acura. And Rammer, your friends over at Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri. There for you every single day, not just opening day, with locations St. Louis over on the east side of the river and with branches up in northeast Missouri. Royal Banks, though, always there for you as your neighborhood bank. Give them a call, 314-212-1500, Royal Banks of Missouri. Enjoy the uh, game today, everybody. We will be back with you at some point tomorrow to break it all down and get you ready for the weekend. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been another edition of Daily Cards Live presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of St. Louis here on ClabesOnline.com. St. Louis Acura is the only Acura dealer in the nation to win the Precision Team Award for 30 years. How do we do it? By making you, our customers, our number one priority. As others increase their fees and take advantage of limited inventory, we keep our prices low because we remain committed to becoming better than ever and treating you as we want to be treated. We want you coming back and sending your friends and family to a veteran-owned, family-based business you can trust. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.